This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Coming to you live from the ziggurat at Omaha in caverns deep below the metro area. It's THN. It's cover to cover. It's Saturday. It's April 9th. And its name is Matt Bomb. I've had an extra week off, so I've forgotten how to do it. But here's how it works. <laughs> Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time. Definitely not noon. I don't no, know what you not heard. noon. <laughs> it's definitely not noon. <laughs> Uh, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and on Zoom to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. It's true. It's a live show and we need you to play along. So you can jump into our Zoom. You'll find that link at the top of our live stream on the Facebook, or you can join us on our Facebook chat. If you can't be here live, you can shoot us a message at the, uh, you can leave us a message. Don't shoot it. Just leave us a message. The THN hotline, 402-819-4894. Well, I mean, hopefully they know how phones work, but... You can shoot us an MP3. No, don't do that either. To twoheadednerds at gmail.com. It's all shooting on the internet these days. Stop telling people to shoot stuff. Just send it. Before we open these phone lines, Joey and I like to lay out just a reminder. We're not going to go real heavy into it, but just a reminder. Some of the week's nerd news we can rap about, and then we'll talk about and reset our question of the week, and then we're doing it. Joe Patrick, what happened this week? Listen, if you're not going to shout nerd news, I don't know what we're even doing here. Nerd news. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> All right. Just before we get into things, uh, we want you to have a heads up that we may be talking about some uh, nerdy stuff on TV and in the movies, uh, like Star Trek Picard. I, Frank's here, so I know we'll be talking about that. Halo. Is anybody watching Halo? I have boring watched as hell. three episodes of Halo, and I have fell asleep it's, three times. It's so... <laughs> it's so boring. <laughs> it's so slow. It's like, hey, it's all it's all the things you love about Halo for two minutes at a time. Yeah. Uh, like, well, you know, Master Chief, you know how he's hard to relate to because he wears a helmet, but you kind of fall in love with him because of stuff in the game. What if we took all of that out of the show? So yeah, there's we'll nothing his, to like about him. <laughs> we'll show you his face, but he'll also be impossible to relate to because yeah. he's a cold, emotionless robot, man. Uh Hopefully, I, I pray to God one of you poor saps out there saw Morbius because I am dying to talk about it. Uh, and especially Moon Knight. We got two episodes of Moon Knight under our belt. Oh, yeah. Oh, Expect yeah. spoilers. Uh, we'll warn you if anything comes up. Uh, we've got some nerd news that you can uh, noodle around if you want. There's links on the Facebook uh, page and the fan page that you can find there. Uh, first up, Mark Russell and Mike Alred are teaming up to take Superman into the space age. There's Heavy a in. new mini series coming out. Take my money. Yeah, please. Uh, you know, the entire ish Star Trek, the next generation crew is set to not just guest star, but star yeah. in the final season of Picard. That is exciting. Are they going to get on the ship and fly around? Dude, <laughs> if they get on the enterprise, do? I will die. I will it's literally die. You can't, I'll just drop you. Dead. Don't just bring everybody back to star. And they're like, Oh yeah. And they all had, brunch you know and like, they got no. on rios's tiny cruiser no yeah, no <laughs> uh we're getting a blade comeback finally uh about no joke five years after it was originally announced no seven 
seven years after it was originally announced uh, with his daughter in tow. That's right. Blade's a daddy. Baby Blade. And and not in just like the weird internet sexy way. Like he's an actual father. Oh, gross. And why'd you have to go there? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I know what my audience is. Mm. And finally, DC's round robin tournament is back for its second year. And unlike last year, the majority of the titles actually sound like they could be fun. <laughs> yeah, there isn't a bat title. I'm shocked. I cannot no, believe it. No, but there it. are two Green Lantern titles for no reason. I, I'll give you that. But but one one is Jon Stewart and one is JSA, like right. Alan Scott. So but I'll I think give them DC that. ran out of bat titles. They don't have any more ideas. <laughs> it's amazing. There's only 300 yeah, on the stands. Um, hmm. I would also add 30th anniversary of Wildstorm. Not a single Wildstorm title on this stupid round rom thing. And no plans for anything coming anytime soon. Great job. You don't know that. Have you heard anything? I haven't heard anything. Matt, that just because we haven't heard it yet doesn't mean they don't have plans. I don't have any faith in them. Screw these guys. Well, I mean, I'm not saying like count on it, but I'm saying like, let's not get all excited about it. You know what I do have faith in? Mr. Damon Chan. He was the first one in here. Can I maybe read the question of the Oh yeah, Damon, don't say anything yet. Joe Patrick, before we get started here, we're very professional. Damon. And we'd like to reset the question (laughs) of the week. This week's question was submitted by Harvey Locust uh, via the uh, this show via voicemail. He got, yeah. No, he got on the show and did it live. Oh, that's right. You're right. He did it. We <laughs> yeah. stole his content yes. from him. Um, he wanted to know what is your favorite comic book that's not standard sized format. So uh, standard sized format would be like, even if it's like Silver Age and it's a little bigger or it's Golden Age it's and it's a little bigger. If it's shaped like a comic book, it's standard. Size. But it's floppy. It's got to be a floppy. Can't be a hardcover, not a trade paper. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking about trades here. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, hardcover, certainly not. Like, just comic books that are in a weird or big or oblong yeah. shape. You got it? This is sign language for floppy, by the way. I watched Cody the other night, so I know that. Damon Chan. Oh, I thought, that was, I thought you were waving your... Okay. I Damon was, Chan, how are you, sir? Hi, hi, hi. Sorry, <laughs> right. I had to mute because I, I was laughing my ass off. Of that. <laughs> That's <laughs> that all right. Part, but it's all good. All right. So um, actually, two things I wanted to get into this week uh, to focus on. It's uh, Moon Knight, for starters. Oh. And Picard, actually. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Yeah. Let's start with I, Moon Knight. I don't, Let's start with yeah, Moon I don't mention it a lot every week, but, I, but uh, my wife and I are huge fans of that show. Oh, God. Um, so much fun. But yeah. Yeah, Moon Knight, though. Um, let's start with that. So um, I thought it was it's pretty much what I what I was hoping for, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in terms of the, the kind of like psychological type of thriller type of thing with, uh, you know, with uh, Mark Spector and all of his multiple personalities. Right. And it's I think all there. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah, for sure. And Oscar Isaac, I think, is the pick, you know, knocked it out of the park for this. Yes. To be honest with you. He's fantastic. So. And I love that they're they're leaning into some stuff that I did not think they would lean into like uh, some of the dumb egyptian stuff that i love i don't oh, know yeah. <laughs> i don't know why you're surprised at that like his whole deal is that he's egyptian themed <laughs> no i know that but like with different egyptian gods and whatnot and like there was a part of me so every and i don't know what's coming but there's a part of me that got a little scared when a bunch of reviewers were like oh man don't when you see episode four it's gonna turn everything you thought was happening on oh, its boy. head. And I was like, Oh no, are they going to reveal that he's crazy? And none of this is actually happening, you know? And like, but then yeah. we started to see like the woman that w- they introduced in this last episode is seeing things that he's seeing as well. So something, well, but is all we know, happening. all, all that we really know is that, uh, well, Ethan she- Hawks got a stick that does stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's true. From the like, alligator God, Emmett or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Yeah. But one thing Emmett. I didn't, 
Emmett. think his name yeah, is Emmett. Right. Yeah. Emmett. Like yeah. Emmett Otter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> He's the Egyptian god of otters. Yeah. I mean, close enough. He's the Egyptian god of jug. He's the Egyptian god of jug band Christmases. <laughs> right, let's get it straight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Holy moly. But actually, Ethan Hawke, too. I mean, he's been playing this cult leader type. Uh, you know, uh, former scorned, um, uh, what a fist of conchu thing to it. Yeah, I like that a lot. He's great. And I love that. Like he say, is he, he's like talking to Oscar Isaac and you've got, you know, uh, the, I can't say his name. So conchu is behind him, like Mm -hmm. growling. And he's like, is he saying this? Is he saying it right? He's like, he's saying it over and over again. He's like, he does that a lot. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. I think, I also love the fact that conchu is definitely an asshole in this. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're really going, they're really going for, like the depiction, the modern depiction um, of Conchu, like from like I, I, I looked actually, actually mirrors run, I think. No, didn't the, start with the Ellis stuff. That there Conchu was stuff, stuff where he was a jerk started a while ago. There was stuff before that, yeah, where it's like um, you know, I think even even maybe dating as far back as to um, not the face cut off part, but what came after that. I think it was Vengeance of the Moon Knight who oh, wrote that. Even before I, that, you know, I'm talking was it, back. Was well, where like Conchu shows up with like the bird face and he's yeah. like a Is little. Is that like, Lemire or Morrison's one? I can't remember. Lemire came after Ellis. Yes. That's right. Everyone on something. Yeah. yeah, correct. So I can't um, remember. That. Charlie Hudson was the run where he cut off uh, Bushmaster's face and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, but there was, a, there was a run after that called Vengeance of the Moon Knight. Jerome Opeña drew it. And I remember all that. That had a lot of like, Conchu actually showing up like yeah on panel as a, as a vision or whatever and um yeah, but yeah i love that he's just like bird skull yeah. mm-hmm. like weirdo and I, like, f murray so abraham as the voice is just i know it's weird like, oh, I, keep, that, I keep wanting very like very i keep true. wanting him to sound like venom <laughs> uh, and he's kind of cl- i mean he's kind of close i but, don't want like, him to sound like a, venom at all He's kind of close. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I don't, I don't mean want, but like expect. And um, he's kind of close, but it's different enough that it's like, oh yeah. But like if it's F. Marie Abraham. But he's <laughs> doing his so like strange to me. scary, like, you know, Moses 10 commandments, you know, like biblical voice. So he's like, Mark, listen to me. <laughs> you know? yeah, that, and that's why yeah. I think it's perfect as well. Oh, good. One thing I also, I also love with this too, is that, um, you know, there's always this thing about Moon Knight being a uh, Marvel's Batman and they completely flip that on his head to the way they, yeah. because I think Stephen Grant is supposed to be the billionaire, right? Yeah. And they basically are, turn Stephen Grant into yeah. the complete opposite of that. Yes. <laughs> into just the lowly guy working at a museum, you know, just trying to get by. lives a pretty normal life. Um, and there's a lot of supernatural elements. So I guess, you know, this is kind of like, this is not Batman. No, just no. everybody get that out of the way. <laughs> this is not well, Batman. And you know what? And I wonder, <laughs> you know, Moon Knight is, is mostly known, or at least in comics, he's known for having uh, a third personality as well, yep. or a fourth, I suppose. Ryan Lockley, I think. Uh, yeah. Jake, Jake Lockley, Jake Lockley cab Lockley driver. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and well, uh, I don't think that was a personality though. That was more of a disguise. Like Jake, no, Lock- they were all distinct personalities. I think they're distinct. Yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, later on, they are all. I think it became that. But at first, Jake Lockley was just a disguise. It was yeah, like he was their okay, Mattis Malone. Essentially. Yeah, he, exactly. But, yes, but like I'm telling you, the, the status quo now is that Jake Lockley right. is an identity right. in He's his mind. In there, I think um, they're going to reveal it as well too, just by little hints. Because I've noticed, I saw a video and I said, "Holy crap, that makes sense." If you look in the mirror reflection, like they show in, uh, like there's three. 
Yeah. Like almost oh. like in your face, kind of like there's three. And the third one hasn't said anything yet. Right. Um, and every time they show him, anytime there's any reflection whatsoever, there is something else going on with the reflection. Like I went yeah. back and watched the first episode again. And I didn't even notice it until the very end when he talks to himself in the mirror. I didn't even really notice it. But like yeah. throughout the whole show, his reflection is doing something just slightly different. Oh man, <laughs> no, I need to rewatch really that. Cool. Uh, yeah, because uh, like I because part of me wondered if like maybe they'd stop at two personalities just to like take it easy on the non comics reading audience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. But if there's if there's more going on underneath the surface, we also only have six episodes. That's yeah, a, that's correct. the other thing. It's like how much are we really going to get into with only four episodes to go? Right. Um. What do you guys but think yeah, of I, Mr. Knight? I, I mean, you can still do a decent amount. But, what, what do you guys think yeah, about what they did with right. Mr. Knight? Because like, I, I thought it was funny, oh, but I really yeah. like the detective Mr. Knight character in the comics. And this and is that may not still that. come eventually. Maybe I, it is. To be honest with you. Maybe it's coming. Yeah, I think, I think it's more like this. Okay. This is like, and we'll see how it is, but I think it's more to distinguish. Okay. This is Steven's way of how he views himself, I guess. And you know, he's not into this at all yet, but in yeah. his mind, I guess in this version, this is just kind of like, you know, he's more, um, he's less about the physicality and all that. And maybe sure. if they come to work together. If Steven, you know, has to become Moon Knight, this is just the personality he takes. And maybe he takes a more cerebral approach as opposed to Mark, who's, you know, all about, okay, action, I'm going to beat this guy up. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that could be. Uh, I, my initial thought was that I thought it was hilarious that they were playing it for laughs. Uh, not, not so much the joke itself, but the idea that so many people were going to be mad about it, especially oh, yeah, Shalvi. Yeah. And I don't mean to like, I, I, I don't want to like talk bad about anybody too much, but like Declan Shalvi has kind of, in my mind, like online, he's kind of become a bit un- insufferable. Say the least. Um, and uh, like this whole, like every time they showed anything with Mr. With Mr. Knight in like the promo material, it's like, yep, that's me. I created Moon Knight. Oh, uh, Lord. I'm, obviously, he never said he created Moon Knight, but you know what I mean? It's like he said he created the Mr. Knight costume. Pump the brakes, right. bud. All right. Mm-hmm. Like you, you created, you designed one small aspect sure. of Moon Knight. Now, and to, uh, to be fair, in, in his defense, Marvel's not exactly pimping his name. For this you're stuff right. Here. That's so true. Like, and, that is like, and, and good on him for doing it. Hustlers and you're right. Hustle. You know what? You know what? Man, you're right. Because if he's not going to be his own advocate, then who will be? Right. Because Marvel definitely won't be MCU anyway. And we'll he's, he's yeah. also 100%. not like he's not like they didn't ask me. They didn't pay me. He's just saying I created that. That was mine. I get it. I did. But it, but De- like but I also kind of like enjoy the idea that Declan Shelby is like. Well, he's not supposed to be funny. <laughs> like, I, like there's just part of me in the back of my mind is like gets a chuckle out of that. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. We, I don't know. Um, I think it makes sense that uh, like I I started rereading Moon Knight two nights ago uh, with the Ellis stuff uh, mm. because I never read the Lemire run and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna it's blow very, I'm gonna blow through the very good. Gonna, yeah, yeah. It's uh, good. I'm going to blow through the Ellis. Ellis only wrote six issues. Then Brian Wood wrote it for a while. Um, and it's like, I'm just going to blow through that. And then I'll jump into the Lemire stuff. And um, uh, it's so, so good. It's so yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but re- uh, there's nothing supernatural in terms of like his clothes, his no, gadgets. It's not a Venom like, suit or anything. Like physical, no. 
garments. Yeah. <laughs> like he does have like magical bone armor that he uses to fight ghosts, but it, it, he doesn't like summon it out of thin air is my point. Right. And right. so I think it makes sense in terms of the show, like where we know like the suit is coming from and stuff that like he just kind of conjured it yep. in a moment of stress. Yeah. Magic so, stuff, you know? Yeah. Magic stuff. He's like a magic Hulk basically. Damon, I'm going to let <laughs> Frank really go into Picard because that's kind of what he does. And I let you. Oh, please. Night. Yeah. No, no. But about that. I am happy to hear that you love Picard as well. Oh, my, yeah, my wife who does not give a shit about star trek loves it also mm-hmm. and Same. like after that last episode we were both like i just want to put allison pill in a box and keep her in my house she is delightful yes there's only one thing i did want to say and i leave to frank i know frank's probably gonna up this. i believe it's actually more of a question and i'll jump off um the whole thing with dr soon yeah so I have a theory, and you guys can weigh in on this after you, you know, after I get, uh, you know, after I hang up. Um, is it possible that this whole clone thing, because I think that's been established, right? Is it possible that now the legacy of Doctor Sung essentially, right up to he made Data, and in fact made him more or less in his image, are they clones of each other going throughout time? Mm. His entire line? Uh, no, I mean, I think they're just. <laughs> I don't know. I let's, mean, let's, I, I, th- I think Spider showed up in three different time eras at this point. It's true. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I think it's kind of shorthand for like they're related. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I yeah, like, I think so. Because like, Data man, is not, Data's not a clone. Data is an android. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a robot. He, but he's built. Yeah, he's built in this image though. Yeah, but like Sung's so. son or whatever showed up in season one of Picard, and he, right. he's like he just, he just looks like Data with no makeup. Yeah. Um, I think that was more and, just uh, like. Hey, we're only paying one actor, and uh, you know, yeah. how about yeah, a face I mean, you can recognize? I, like they keep bringing I, I, Bishop back in the Alien movies, you know. <laughs> that's true, right? Yeah, yeah I, I, like to me, to me, I just think it's like, yeah, we want Brent Spiner to be involved. Yeah, you know? Damon, I love like, you, baby. We're gonna get Frank yep. in here next and rap about this, though. Good to talk to you. Yep. Later. Bye, bud. Let's get Frank in here. Frank, are we feeling better? Hey. Uh, no, not really. Okay, well, you know I what? Expect- Too bad. I expect, it, I expect yeah, right. a full effort, all right? <laughs> it's, listen, I, I, I've been on antibiotics for a month, and it's just, it, it's, it's finally, it's finally taking its toll. That's all I, that's all I have to say. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm going to get into Picard. I, I do want to answer the question first. My question is, the answer is... Wednesday comics. Yeah. Wednesday yeah, comics. Wednesday comics is a great one. Those were so Love cool. Them. It was like a newspaper fold out. They were so. Yes, I wish they would do it again. So for those of you who amazing. aren't, you know, over the age of 40, uh, <laughs> Wednesday comics back in the day, this would have been like what, Joe? Like late. It was like 2000. Early 2000s. It was like right, right around two th- early 2000s. It was late 90s, early no, 2000s. No, it was, it was, I, we, I was working at Legend and you were already gone. So it was like after 2009. So it was, yeah, it was like, it was, it was maybe 10 years ago. No way. It's gotta be full. They were great. Tell them about it. While I look it up. It was at, there's a place we can tell them about it while I look it up. So it's like 2010. That's, that's probably about right. Yeah. Yeah. Weekly anthology, 2009, 2010, but it was like a newspaper. And they were like yeah, so newspaper good. strips and they were so fun, but it was like Libra Mijo did, you know, the art for one. And like, 
There was Kurt Busiek and yeah, Joe Quinones. Eduardo Rizzo. Neil Gaiman, Mike Alred, Eddie Bra- Kyle oh. Baker. Yeah. It, like, it's, it was, was a, I love them. Paul it was an artistic, it was an artistic spotlight to be sure. Mm. Oh man, they were so yes. much fun. That's so a great that's my, Dan DiDio, you know, all the fate, all the greats. <laughs> well, Dan, is, this was back when Dan was like, anytime anything was good at all, Dan was like, I'm here too. <laughs> like, okay, Dan. <laughs> yes, Sorry, you are. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's get to the Picard. I want to. I just want to say, um, Alison Pill singing "Shadows of the Night." Oh my god, it was, it was amazing. Yeah, it was the highlight. I think that was to, for, for me. It was like the highlight of the episode. It was great. It was great. And when it, it started, was I was just I was like, "Okay, what are we doing here?" And then, right. and then the music came up, and I was like, "All right, I'm in love." <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. This, this last did you notice the last episode was only like 34 minutes long? It was short. Word episode. Oh, I didn't notice that. Um, I mean, yeah, I, no, I, but I didn't, they packed a lot into it. it. It was short. But I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay, let, we got to go back to last week with the with the French cop. Um, that you know that that whole bit where you know the war queen calls into the local cell tower and right. she calls the police. You know, oh, um, yeah. I I think when that happened, we we see the queen make a connection with her, and then it just it just you know solidifies in this episode. And I think we're definitely oh, getting do you Girardi mean Girardi? as a queen. Yeah, Gerardi. Uh, because Girardi. they show it later. They show it later in the episode they show, that they overtly show like the Borg queen like infecting her. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. you don't see it in the original moment, but at the yeah, end of the like, episode, you they, see right. put her hands on her head. Her little and, like, tendrils were going into her. You, yeah, you, you see, she gives her. But I think because I, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about this. It's like, well, how come the Borg queen isn't so powerful? Like, she's not connected to anything. Exactly. Because there's no collective. That's that's where, you know, like a lot of people missing the point of the collective is where the strength comes from. Yes. She's like the guardian from the Shi'ar. Like you got to believe in her and she's got to have everybody's belief to make her like powerful and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. That's not what the guardian does. (laughs) His powers come from the belief of his people. No, his powers come from his own confidence. Which is fueled by the belief of the Shi'ar people. Okay. But that's, that's. Did they believe in him? It's neither here nor there. Like he <laughs> could do it. He could. He, everyone could oh hate him as long as he still believed he was king shit of <laughs> fuck mountain. Then he'd still be gladiator. Wouldn't work. Are we gonna, are we gonna have this John Byrne discussion right now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. I think here's here's the also. I think that the 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 actual crux of the the time fall or whatever we want to call it is actually Adam Sung. I do not think it's Picard. I'm starting to think that it's more sung and less a card. Okay. Mm. Okay. It, it, I don't know why. It's just this, there's, there's something about, because Q approaches Adam Sung. Q is trying to get him to get rid of. Now, I think John Delancey has come out and said, now, uh, okay, John Delancey, completely playing the character, is a, is a bit of a, you know, chaotic element. Okay. Right. He came out and said he is actually more interested, Q is more interested in, in keeping Picard safe than anything. So I feel like it's not Picard that's, Renee Picard that's the, that's, that's the change. I think it's Adam Sung that's the change. Because we see in the first episode, two things. We see in the first episode, we see that holographic statue of Adam Sung right. saying, you know, a good, you know, a safe universe is a human universe. Yeah. And two, the that grid pattern, that grid dome thing that he had on on um, on drones was almost exactly the same, but a larger scale. 
around the entire yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Okay, yeah. The weird, so, yeah, the grid. Yeah, okay. so I'm, I'm starting to wonder if Adam Sung is actually the, you know, the, the, the person that changes history. You know, this I, is, I, I'm interested to see. I mean, we've got four episodes left. We've definitely got a wrinkle so, here because like soon, like we haven't seen this much of him, but they've always addressed yeah. him or he's popped up or whatever. And he was always like a good guy. Right. He was never a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no, he was always you know kind what? of a jerk. No. Was you he? know what? All yeah. the songs are assholes. Yeah, see, All I, the songs are assholes. All of them. I don't remember. Including, like including one created data. They're yes. all self-serving, selfish, self-righteous. Right. Assholes. Were they evil yes. though? No, they not weren't evil. evil. But not Adam Sung's not evil either. He's trying no, to he's not. He's trying to save his daughter or whatever. Yeah, okay. And, and uh, like he's in an impossible position. But right. yeah, it's all and and as she finds out in this episode, it's really all about him right. succeeding in this experiment. And I thought that was super uh, creepy when she was looking at the journals and he was like, Oh, Stacy really, died yeah, today. Yeah, you know, and like yeah. fast forward. And it's like, now we lost Megan and like fast forward and like, Oh, Stephanie, that's a rough one. You that know, it's like, yeah, that was a really, that was a really <laughs> They all had moment. like Midwestern about, white girl names. Shame about Brittany too. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, they had Greek names like Persephone. And yeah. Stuff, as yeah. With, as yeah. yeah. But it would have been hilarious, more hilarious if they had been named, yeah, like Brent, Rachel, Brenda, Dana. <laughs> Brenda. Yeah. They were named after 90210 characters. Yeah, yeah. Brenda, uh, Donna, go. Andrea. Apparently filmed right up the road from uh, where they filmed 90210. Oh, wow. <laughs> go figure. I, I'm just, I just, I literally just made that up. So we're well, still yeah. firmly all on board though with our call that, that Jerry Ryan is going to have to suck the board queen out of her and absorb her and she becomes the board queen, right? Well, no, no I, I think we changed I, our minds. No. It's, I think it's pretty clear that it's going to be Agnes now. But It's going to be Agnes. And that's why we didn't, see her, we didn't see her unmasked in that first episode because it's like, oh, right. it's Agnes, so shit. And I think Agnes is going to stay the board queen and she's going. it's going to be where they actually have managed a peace between the Borg and the rest of the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Like her personality um, is strong. Really, I really do. And I don't think, I don't think seven is actually going to become the board queen. I think that she's, I think she's a great character. I think it underserves the character. If she becomes the board queen. I don't you know? know. I think there's something to be said for her losing her parts and being human again, and then having to return right. as well. Right. But that's I, like, I think it's pretty clear that that's not where they're going right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, like we're six episodes in and like, I don't, I, I think it's Agnes. It's, it's Agnes. What do sure. we have like, left? Two episodes? Definitely. Ag four. Four more. Is that four more? Yeah. Episodes? Like they're okay. 10. Yeah. Episodes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like Agnes yeah. right now, Agnes, the Borg queen is Agnes. So like yeah. it would be a weird swerve for it to finally be like, I oh, know it's seven of nine. Right. Uh, but cool. Unless she's going to save her. <laughs> That's the, all I'm saying. The thing about Agnes is she's, she's smart enough to actually defeat the Borg queen in her head. Yeah. But I think that, He's going to, you know, she becomes, look at, look at the ship. Okay. The ship shows up and it's this giant, uh, for lack of a better word, um, vagina. Female, female <laughs> organ. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that too. They should have called Riker. Riker would have taken like care of that. Casey way. called it. She was like, the Riker maneuver. She's like, is that like a space vagina? And I went, right. Sort of. <laughs> like, I think right, so. Right. Like, I've um, never and, seen a vagina, I, so I don't really know, but like, I assume that's what they look like, you know? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think, I really think that, that that's where it's going. My theory about, I, I'm, I'm going to stand by that theory of Adam Sung until, you know, they really, they really um, don't, you know, kind of support it any longer. But I think he's, he's the one 
that history is going like to kind that. of like turn on. Yeah. You know, I don't, we'll, we'll see what, how this happens. It, the show is fantastic. It is I great. keep watching it. And I know, I know Patrick Stewart's like 82 years old and I know he doesn't have his, his, that, that powerful voice that he used to have anymore, yeah. but he's still such an amazing actor to watch. Well, and he's also you know? doing it differently. It's like, he's not yeah. going for those number one, you know, anymore. Now right. he's, he is more gentle. And in his right. older age, he's realized I don't have to be that guy anymore. We can do this yeah. compassionately. Like that speech that he gave Renee Picard. That was like an emotional was, moment. Yeah. It was really great. God, yes. it was great. <laughs> you that know, was great. I love it. It was the, the show is so this is why I guess this is why Patrick Stewart took the job because yeah. the show is so good. It's written so well. Definitely. And I'm, I'm so I'm excited for the Now the next, they've already introduced the next season, which is going to be the final season, but it's like, Oh, this is going to be great. You know, you're going to get the whole entire cast back together except Will Wheaton. Um, and maybe miles O'Brien and no miles O'Brien, but no enterprise though. Cause both of them were destroyed. Well, but I mean, come on. I mean, it's got to be another. There's always around. an enterprise. Q's around, on, baby. Sure. We can make a new enterprise anytime yeah, we want. True. There's no rules. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> By the time third season rolls around, Starfleet's like, yeah, we built a new enterprise. The enterprise fucking K. All right, Frank. It, it looks oh. exciting. All right, guys. Good to talk to you. Talk Feel you. better, brother. We need you around. You. Okay? Yeah, take care, Frank. Uh, before we move on to Michael Severe, Let's check in on the Morbius sweep. Okay. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Morbius sweep. Breaking news. Marvel's Morbius is the first film in history to sell 17 more billion tickets <laughs> and make a fucking trillion dollars. <laughs> hashtag Morbius sweep. Uh, that news comes via Letterboxd. For those of you who uh, don't know, Morbius didn't do real well in the theaters. Uh, my favorite tweet I saw, there was somebody that had a, they just tweeted a picture of like their car with a broken driver's side window. And they're like, hey guys, be careful out there. I had two Morbius tickets in my car and somebody broke the window and now I have four. <laughs> yeah. Um, was great. I, I've seen, I've seen tweets where it's like, we're at Morbius. They didn't bother to turn the lights off. <laughs> uh, and that theater even had people in it. It had like 10 people. in Wow. It. Michael, um, how are we today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm driving down to the spring game. You know, it's a yeah. traditional. Yeah. Are you excited? Do you feel good? Well, you know, it's, uh, they, they can't lose this one. That's, so, uh, that's the best news, <laughs> right? That's, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, they'll the, find a way. The spring game is the best <laughs> we played all last year. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. That's probably true. Uh, I, I tell you one thing, man. I, I got to, I still want to watch Picard now after listening to these. Every week I listen to folks talk about Picard. I didn't want to add another streaming service. I have too many streaming services. I know. I know. It's annoying. I know. And I just had a peacock because my kid's obsessed with park and rec and he it's on there. Yeah. So I added. Peacock. Oh yeah. Peacock. Yeah. And it's great. Parks and rec is, is, is a ton of fun. No, I hear you. And it sucks because like as nerds were being forced to make decisions based on like one or two shows, which that just, yeah. ugh, it drives people nuts. Yeah. And all it does yeah. in my opinion is push people to steal stuff, but Hey, yeah, true. Like yeah. you, so we watch Yellowstone on. We're watching Yellowstone on on Peacock too. So that's the other thing we're watching. Fair on enough. There. So there's another show for us. I, I wanted to, for for one second, Joe. I want to talk because you're always yeah. my boy, Joe. I'm I, here. I always have your back. Joe's my guy. Matt, hey, little 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 questionable occasionally. Sure. But Joe, not only was Virginia in the Confederacy, that horrible flag, that rebel flag. 
That was their flag. That's yeah. the battle flag. That's my that's my mistake. That's my mistake. Uh, look, man, everything Ooh. I know, everything I know about the history of Virginia, I learned from Hamilton where, uh, and I know that that's just where a bunch of presidents came from. So sorry. Yeah. Uh, when it comes yeah, to- you're, you know what? You're right. Yes. Uh, because they do make, yes. And I Geography known. and history. Two things that Joe is they, not strong. At. <laughs> they make, they make reference to Virginia being in the South. And of course, Jefferson and, and, and Washington owned slaves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I, I stand corrected. I apologize. Yes, Virginia was in the Confederacy. I just don't think of Virginia as a southern state for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, well, man, you I was stationed in Fort Eustis, Virginia. Yeah, you've never been to Virginia, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you, bro. Well, no, southern. I've never been to Virginia. It is very, I mean, Alexandria, as soon as you get, like, you know, by the time you get almost to Maryland, yeah. that's when you're starting to kind of get more into the north. But even parts of Maryland. Yeah. Because, you know, the Minton-Dixon line goes right below Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it goes up pretty high before we're no longer in officially the South. So. Yeah, it ran right smack dab through the middle of Nebraska. We didn't know what was going on over here. So. We didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. I, I want to talk about Moon Knight because, one, I'm, it's depressing because I can't get my whole family to watch it because they're not excited at all about it. But watching it just with my youngest, I thought it was going to be more horror-based. And, you know, he's, what, now 13? And it's really not that bad. I mean, it's not yeah, really it's a not horror. bad at all. It's got more jokes in it than it has horror in it. It's got a couple scenes, you know, where they're being chased around the storage unit and stuff like that. But it certainly isn't what I thought. It's not what they sold in the preview. I agree. I won't preview it that way. I agree. I think they're going more. I mean, look, the previews, we looked at it and we're like, oh, it's horror. But I think the idea of it is, well, it's more mind twisting, you know, kind of horror internal and, and, sort of. And really, we only the only thing we had to go off of it in terms of whether or not it was horror or even supernatural is the idea that we knew he was punching a monster in the face. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I, I think that it would be. About it. What's that? The creator talked about it. the creator referred to it. They were talking I don't about pay attention to those guys. Comics he looked back to, you know, and said. They were talking about the, the different runs that he really thought would. Lemure was the basic one that he said, you should really read this one because yeah. a lot of stuff we did on the show, we took out of it. And he referenced that it'll be the first Marvel TV show, horror show. That's, yeah. that's what he says in the quote. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, we've got time, you know, we'll, we'll see how it develops, but. Yeah, we got three more episodes for it to get really creepy. So we'll see. Four, four. Oh, I thought it was six. To, uh, no, no, you're right. Four more. There you're have right. only been two. Yeah. yeah, four plus two is six. Yeah, only two so far. I, I'm, I'm, I enjoy it though. I think it's great. Um, going back and, and reading some of the old stuff uh, that I'd really forgotten. I'm enjoying it, and I want to tell you that the third personality has already been on the show. Yeah, that's kind of what. How do you figure? How do you, how do you, how do you figure? Who asked that girl out? Who asked the girl out? It wasn't Steven. Oh. And it could have been Mark because he had to have the accent. So it's obviously the cabbie who's the one that asked her out. Huh. It has to be. I'd, right? Maybe. It can't be something as remember it. And it Mark why, doesn't have the accent. I got to go back and watch it again. I got to go back and why, watch it again. Why now. don't you think it was Steven? Because Steven doesn't have any memory of doing it. He had to oh. do it as a different personality. He couldn't have done it as Mark yeah. because Mark doesn't have the accent. I need to rewatch those. Yeah. I need to rewatch those because you're freaking my bean yeah. right here, man. Well, Steven, you're right. Honest. Steven had no clue. He was just like, it was no a very, clue. it's like a memento no. moment where like he's doing this like, okay, I did that. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like agreeing with people. You guys were right about whether or not it was another personality or a disguise because Jake wore a, ma- a mustache as a caddy. 
Yeah. A fake muscle, right? Right. And so it was kind of a disguise at the same time was it was a different personality too. Yeah, it might be right there in front of our face. You could be absolutely right. Yeah. If somebody man. had to ask her out, that girl, there's no way that girl, first of all, there's no way she said yes to Steven. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way that happened. Yeah. And, and I think she would recognize that Mark didn't have this fake British accent when yeah. he asked her out. No, I yeah, totally yeah. agree. Right. Yeah, because Steven's like a parakeet of a man and Mark is a psychopath. So <laughs> like, I doubt like either one of those would have. <laughs> yeah. I want to I want to ask Joe, because I saw you, you posted this and this, I know it's not exactly nerd stuff, but is secession, do I need to start that? I mean, because everybody's praising this. Oh, severance. Uh, severance. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, severance on Apple TV. Um, it is, it is a... Yeah. Somebody asked me what severance was about online yesterday. And I said, uh, it's about work-life balance, which is hilarious if you've seen the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so severance is a show on Apple TV created by Ben Stiller and it stars Adam Scott from Parks and Rec. Oh. Uh, and um, it is this weird, like it's funny, but also like very tense and thrilling and like black mirror sci-fi. Very Orwellian kind of. Like um, and the, the premise, the basic premise without any spoilers is that um, there's a company called Lumen and they are essentially like the, what, what's an, uh, what's an omnipresent corporation that makes everything like Procter and Gamble. Right. Uh -huh. But like, but like they make everything like but, Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. Well, they're more like a Halliburton is what they are because they are like, sure. They have their hands in Amazon, you know? Yeah. But like, they, but they make, you know, they like they make stuff that you use in the home, sure. but they also like do dumb science stuff, but like they have developed a process where, um, employees that work on a particular floor in their, uh, headquarters, are what is called severed. And that means they have had a chip implanted in their brains that segments their mind into at work and not at work. So when you come to work and you pass through a certain point, your yeah. brain switches and suddenly you are your work self. And then when you go back home, you switch back to your home self and yeah. neither the twain shall meet. Um, and of course that's diabolical and weird and crazy and unhealthy and, uh, and all of the things that, and also impossible. Right. Uh, and that's where, that's where the story springboards from is that like, there's this conspiracy and it's, it, it's, it's awesome. It's like the ultimate corporate ideal of, you know, leave it at the door. All right. We're here yeah, to work. It's, you know? like, it's very much, it's very much like, it's not, it's not a horror show and it's not necessarily a sci-fi show, but it's very much like a black mirror. Yeah. Like technology gone wrong. It's Orwellian. It's dark as yeah, hell. Or, yeah. It's, it's, it's so good. The finale aired uh, last, uh, last Friday. And right. uh, no, it was this Friday. The finale was yesterday of the season. They've been renewed for a season two. The finale of season one. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. I'm just saying, like, it, it, stop. It, it, this like, is how Joe kicked, does it. Sorry, guys. No, I'm, I'm just saying, it, like, it, it kicked down everything that I thought I had pieced together. Right. Right. And so I was like, now I'm like, I, I'm dying. I'm, I like, I need to know what happens next. I need it right now. Um, okay. So yeah, Severance on Apple TV Plus. Absolutely buy it. Uh, come for Ted Lasso. Come for Mythic Quest. Stay for Severance. Yeah, I it's highly amazing. recommend it too. I've, I'm two episodes in. It's wonderful. Really good stuff. Hey, Pat, one last thing. You like the boys, right? I love, love the boys. boys. I love the boys. Okay, have you watched, have you watched the little animated short? Yeah, they're great. 
They're great. They're they so great. They're and not so what good. I thought they were going to do at all. Still haven't. So, you know, Mark Miller has his Netflix deal and they're, and they're doing some animated stuff as well. It's the complete yeah. and polar opposite of that. Whereas like the boy, I thought the boys was going to do the same thing. We're like, well, here's some animated stories of other stuff that happened. Not at all. Some no, of it's like no, it's Looney yeah. Tunes. Some, it's more like Star Wars visions almost where it's like different artists oh, just yeah. doing stuff. It's great. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. If you have people haven't watched that, they should do it. And they're short. They're like yeah. 11 minutes, eight minutes or whatever. And yeah. They're There'll just, be like three of them. It's like watching the old Looney Tunes yeah. half hours where you got like four or five cartoons, exactly. you know, it's great. Oh, nice. Oh, Michael, have fun at the game. Let me know how it goes. I want your thoughts and opinions. All right. I will give your thoughts and I will give your thoughts and my opinion. Deal. (laughs) We'll talk soon. Bye, buddy. Drive safe. Let's get Ethan Harrison in. Or no, let's get JD. No, JD. JD, good morning. Welcome. And how are we? Good morning. Uh, So I love love Declan Shelby. I did not know he'd been such a problematic figure online. I mean, I'm not problematic. problematic. Joe is making him sound like he's being... No, 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 no. I said insufferable. I never said anything about problematic. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just like, he's kind of like, he insists upon himself. You know what I mean? Like that's something Dave DeMarco used to say is that he insists upon himself. And And it's like, yeah, I'm Declan Shelby and pay attention to me. It's like, okay, we get his brand. That's all he can do. And his his claim is false. He did not create Mr. Knight. Well, Ellis did, Mm. but he created the look. No, he didn't. Who did? Michael Lark. (gasps) Michael Lark. 2011 secret avengers number 19 oh shit wait a minute here i'm looking this up yep art by michael arc did breakdown stefano guadino and brian thies did finishes right yeah stefano guadino is is michael arc's longtime artistic um collaborator and that was the first um, appearance gasp. of mr Nike. yes of- jim I, I gave an audible a literal gasp <laughs> Really? I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, I totally forgot about that. I've got the issue up in front of me on Marvel Unlimited. That's what I'm doing, too. I'm calling it up on Marvel Unlimited right now. Take a look. Yeah. You can't call it Marvel Unlimited. Okay, so Ellis. Oh, maybe you can on a Mac. You can't do it on PC. I'm just looking to see. I mean, he is here in a suit. I don't see the white face mask yet, though. Um, Page. There it is. There it is. I'm looking right at it. You're not wrong. He's. Here he is in a white suit and he just pulled the face mask over. Yeah. It's right here in secret Avengers 19. So, uh, Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there, now, now, there now, it is. I mean, again, Mr. 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 Knight is a persona not yeah, necessarily Mr. Knight was just a persona was right. Ellis was Ellis. Oh. He was not calling himself Mr. Knight at that point. And I think, uh, and I think the uh, first issue of Ellis and, De- and Declan's run was the first time since secret avengers that we saw the look yeah they yeah brought it back uh but yeah it was in it was in this run because i remember loving the secret avengers run it was great it was, it it was, was so, so much fun and this this issue was really good where they were like <laughs> tracking the psychic demon thing that was jumping from body to body and like yeah this was really good. like uh, like okay look i i i hate to pile on because this is not the hate on declan shelby show i don't hate declan shelby sounds like i just might. think that he's kind of obnoxious sounds like online. you might hate him um but this is uh i am looking at a link to an article uh i i did a google image search for um michael lark moon knight suit or whatever and the uh the article is moon knight artist reacts to not getting paid for disney plus show (laughs) 
<laughs> it's and it's not about Declan Shelby or it's about Declan Shelby, but they used uh, they used Michael Lark's art. Oh, really? <laughs> article. Huh. Uh, boy. Huh. Yeah, this article is all about Declan Shalvey and like the thumbnail when you see it in Google Images. It's Michael Lark. Yeah. Secret Adventures. Now, wow. I will say I am loving the show. I, I am absolutely here for every bit of the show. And I love that they are just taking a big swerve with everything we know and love about Moon Knight. And I, cause I mean, I think Moon Knight is a, as a concept and a character, I think to present him to, um, you know, the, the, the MCU audience, you gotta dismantle that. I mean, because everyone talks about him being Marvel's Batman. But yeah. He, yeah. He is, as far as his like continuity and origin history, he's Marvel's Hawkman. <laughs> sort of. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't disagree yeah, with that yeah, at yeah. all. I mean, <laughs> Sort of, but like, I guess the only difference being Hawkman, like reincarnated over and over again. And there's just been other moon nights in history. Yeah. But, uh, um, so I wanted to throw my answer of the week out there real quick. Uh, I've been digital for so long that, you know, I, I haven't bought a bag and board in probably 30 years, but, uh, I do remember one of the very first comic books I ever had was odd sized. And it was, and it was the, it was the comic that got me into GI Joe. And I remember the first GI Joe comics I read were these like almost TV, TV guide side size digest books yep. that a friend of I had mine, one. that a friend of mine had like a whole stack of them from his dad. And they all had the title torn off of the cover because he had gotten them from like a, his dad like worked in a doctor's office and it was from the waiting room. Oh, <laughs> Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he's just like taking them. Cause that was back when comic, like comic stores, they'd be like, they didn't want you to anything. They, they would give you credit for stuff, but mm-hmm. you couldn't, they didn't want you to send it back. They just wanted you to tear off the covers yeah. and send back the covers. Uh, well, so, I, I, if it was one of the digests, it was probably more accurate that it came from like a, a spinner rack or a grocery store. Yeah. Right. Cause right, that's where I back. saw them. Like yeah. they yeah. would be, they would be there with like the Archie digest in the checkout. Right. Yep. And they just be like, tear off the covers, send them back. And you get you'd credit. only have to tear off. You'd only have to tear off like the logo part of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and send that back for credit. But, um, the, the diamond thing that was for damages where it's like, yeah, these comics are damaged. Send us back the covers and we'll give you credits. Like, yeah. Okay. They're already damaged, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> sure. But I remember the issue the, the digest, the GI Joe digest I had was the origin of snake eyes. Nice. Ooh, and it was yeah. the one. And I remember the, the pages I remember in that the most are the ones with uh, the old uh, Japanese guy in Chinatown. When the kid comes in and holds and tries to stick him up. And he goes on this thing about like he like dissects the gun in front of him. He's like, oh, I see you've got a Colt M1911A. But I think about that is, is when the safety's on, you can drop the sl- you can drop the magazine out of it. And he yeah. just grabs the gun and drops. The yeah. And he's like bang, bang and unloads it. Yeah. Right back. <laughs> now, fortunately, I like to collect empty guns, so I'll give you 20 bucks for it. And he buys it and then he throws oh, it in a box of guns under the under the register. Yeah. That was really I just good. I loved that. It was Larry Hama. So I yeah. mean, that yeah. was the, the whole run by Larry. Old classic. But that was the one that goes back and like does uh, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow's origin. That Stalker was also part of their platoon in in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. I had the one I had was um, uh, it was a it was a three part. Uh, it was like in somewhere in the teens w- would have been the issues they were reprinting, and it was um, 
Snake Eyes teaming up with uh, uh, an Inuit gentleman named Quinn. And it it wasn't until I was an adult that I uh, figured out that Larry Hama was making a joke about the song Quinn the Eskimo. Yeah, I was going to say. The the mighty (laughs) Quinn. It's like, yeah, when Quinn the Eskimo gets here, it's like, uh, and I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, kind of racist so too. I, I, I loved those. <laughs> also well, kind of I mean, racist, but it was a it was a song, and it was from the like, whatever. Uh, not saying um, the song isn't also kind of racist, but <laughs> I'm not. Yes, I understand, but we didn't think the word Eskimo was racist in 1984. <sighs> oh, Joe Patrick, right? yeah. we get it. You're only politely racist. We get it. Okay, <laughs> I'm only retroactively you do this racist. to yourself every week. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> no, you do it to me. You do this to me. It's your fault. Sure, blame somebody um, else. But uh, so uh, to be fair to this article, they do go on to say, uh, not so fast. The origin of Mr. Knight's design is not so simple. And then it talks about Secret Avengers 19. Oh. And that's where that. But I just thought it was pretty hilarious that they used the wrong uh, like thumbnail art. To- yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I was trying to go back to like some of the older Midnight Runs pre Ellis and trying to remember when we first got Conchu and stuff like that. And I was like, and I kind of went down this rabbit hole of the uh, the Bendis run, which was a little weird. I mean, and that was the run, that was the the run where he thought he was Wolverine and Captain America and Spider Man. Yeah, right by Bendis. Not so great. Yeah, not so yeah. great. Like trying to find like it's a very it's a clever idea. I remember when they and and like Bendis was gonna write Moon Knight and I got super excited and it's like, oh man, this is gonna be fun. And then I read it and went, huh. (laughs) I kinda I don't know. (laughs) The only thing good to come out of that was in the Ellis run with Shelby, they kind of reused the Wolverine concept with the ghost armor because they gave him claws again. Yeah. That was kind of fun. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but, oh, yeah. uh, that's just the thing with, with, with Moon Knight though, is I just think, like I said, with the, the show, there's so much that you can do with him. Yes. He is kind of almost a clean slate for the MCU. Yeah. And there's like, there's so much, there's so much, um, varying Moon Knight lore out there. Mm-hmm. Like every time Moon Knight comes back, he's a little different. Oh, oh and, I almost forgot. There's, and there's I think that's strikes. There's there's cool Easter eggs in the episodes too um, that I read about online. I I haven't tested them out, but uh, anytime you see a QR code on the screen, if you scan it, it takes you to Marvel Unlimited to free comics. That is cool. That's That's so cool. Um, Um, Back to what Joe was just saying though. Yeah, Moon Knight is one of those characters because you've got crazy and you've got magic. You can just go, yeah, like well. That part wasn't real. It was magic. Or that part wasn't real. It was crazy, you know, or whatever. <laughs> oh, and also <laughs> and different can, identities. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the part of the great. That's the great. Um, and you just bring them forward and backwards, and Moon Knight uh, changes a little bit every time. It's great. <laughs> one of the Easter eggs I read about, I, I didn't see it because the, you know, things move pretty fast, is that somewhere in the background of an episode, there's a, a label on something that says WBN32. Which is a reference to Werewolf by Night number 32. Oh, neat. <laughs> that's fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, ah, cute. Um, I think one of the interesting things is, is the fact that now we have essentially, uh, introduced a new pantheon. So, yeah, well, and we're getting the Greeks as well. Big time. So yeah. yeah, In Thor, Love and Thunder. So, yeah. So, I mean, we could eventually have a God throwdown in the MCU. Totally fine with it. Totally fine (laughs) with it. (laughs) <laughs> I love oh, it. man, I don't know. I want to see Herc uh, versus Moon Knight versus Thor, you know, like, yeah, boy, yeah, comics, yeah, I'd like to see Hercules versus Moon Knight. Let's see how that battle. I'm in. I don't know. I'm in. As much 
as much as everyone hated it in the in the recent comics, when when Moon Knight stopped Mjolnir, yeah. <laughs> oh, in Avengers, yeah. Well, and, and that's part of like, the thing. It's oh. like that we don't know of the full extent of what Moon Knight can do because, like, yeah. I mean, you could say like that Jason Aaron Avengers run was a little ridiculous, but I really liked it. Where like I did too. Moon Knight found out that this horrible thing was coming, this godlike thing was coming, and he knew the yeah. Avengers wouldn't listen to him, so he literally just took everybody's powers more yeah. or less like yeah. he was i mean holding we, we, mjolnir he beat up yeah. cap you know like he yeah. had no problem with it like, he like took a bunch of stuff to power from dr strange he went and took the eye of agamotto from him which yeah. is like i need that eye, and dr yeah, strange was like mark why here. why are you here why would you even he was like quiet and just like took it and dr strange yeah. was like you can't do that you're not <laughs> able to do that but he had like a special glove thing on that he yeah. was like yeah i can you know i love it so yeah like we don't know he what Moon Knight can do. He took the heart-shaped herb, yep. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fun. It was uh, great. Yeah, so he had, like, yeah, he basically Voltroned the uh, the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing, though, Matt, is that we did know the extent of what Moon Knight could do. Jason Aaron decided that no, it wasn't enough. I agree, but I mean, like, they, in several different Moon Knight stories, they constantly allude to the fact that we don't know the full you know, strength of his power and how much yeah. magic he really has. And you well, constantly hear Conchu saying like, I give you a little bit, I give you a taste yeah. because that's all you deserve. And that's all you can handle. And so like, we know there's more there. Well, we just don't know what first, you can fully do. When we first started reading Midnight, I mean, back in like his first solo series and, and things like that, he, he didn't have powers. Yeah, I mean, he he was literate. That's where the he whole had, idea of uh, him he had that very low level super strength, uh, depending on the phase of the moon. Yes. Oh, right. Right. So, right. like, he could, the, he, like yeah. it, it, the moon at its fullest, he could lift like two tons. Right. Right. Or and even something like that. Something yeah. like that. And I, I thought he was just like peak human, like Cap. No, he was always definitely a little stronger. He okay. They definitely did yeah, that, and he was based he would on get the moon when the moon was just like. Uh, it's only a farmer's moon, but he also wasn't like talking to, he wasn't talking to ghosts in his head and stuff like that. Like, right. That all sort of certainly evolved. That came like that. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving the series, but, uh, yeah, that little bit about secret Avengers and I, that had stuck in my head because when I first saw that costume, I was like, I love that costume. Yeah. And then I remembered that run and I remembered, I really loved that run too of, um, secret Avengers. Yeah. That what JD, you blew my mind also when you brought it by up. Warren Ellis. I just stopped uh-huh. and I was like, oh my God, I do remember this. And then I went and found uh, it. I was like, oh my God, there it is. <laughs> there's a there's a really great issue of of that series of that series that had Moon Knight in it, and it also had it was it was Cap, Moon Knight, Black Widow, and Beast. Yeah. And it was drawn by Kieran Gillen. Wasn't um uh, Valkyrie in there too? No, not in that no, one. This is the one where they were underground. Oh, okay. And All they were right. like driving around like in, a, in a, like a weird Cadillac. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I need to revisit that. That was a great series. That was a fun time for Marvel too. Cap was wearing like the the weird like star shirt thing. Yeah, yeah. He know? was in the. He, it was in the the, the Super Soldier. The, yeah. the, the, the Steve Super Rogers Soldier Super Agent Soldier, of Shield. Yeah. He he had the light shield. Yeah. Yeah, because um, Sam was it. No, Bucky Still was Bucky running around. At that point? Bucky was running around in Cap at yeah. that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, like I remember Secret Adventures was kind of like 
secret defenders, which yeah. y- if uh, it, for the old uh, people out there, well, uh, because it was like whoever, whoever, right, we need, right? right. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kept- secret, de- secret defenders is obviously a joke, but yeah, because um, a pile of the crap. Prem- the premise is kind of <laughs> secret defenders. The premise suck. is <laughs> well, yeah, it was it was the was premise the, is solid. It's yeah, like it was, whoever we need for the job. Yeah, right. it was the it was whoever Cap had on his Rolodex for the particular issue. Yeah, because that first right. arc had Nova in it. Yeah, in the yeah. Avengers for a minute. Yeah. JD, we're going to keep rolling here, but it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you for- Talk to uh, you guys later. Bye, bud. Thank you for blowing our opinion of Declan Shelby up. <laughs> like now we're all like, oh man, I don't know what to think now. <laughs> Ethan, how are you, man? I exist. <laughs> yes, you do. I promise you. You're real, whether you like it or not. What do you want to rap about? Um, a couple things. Uh, real briefly, I did try to watch Super Crooks and it was absolutely terrible. Yeah. It was so bad. It's bad. <laughs> It's really bad. Definitely. I don't know if it's also just more in that like anime style that I'm just not familiar with, but I was like, this is like absolutely terrible. I am familiar with it and like that style quite a bit. I just don't think the show was any good. It, it like just intro, it wasn't, wasn't I don't read. want anyone to watch the show. The intro is terrible. It's so bad, but I just want everyone to watch the intro and tell me what the hell is happening. Yeah, it's like the girlfriend like dancing and they're like, what are we doing here? It's so it's weird. So, yeah. So and weird. they were going for this cowboy bebop thing. You can absolutely tell. They were like, oh, everybody liked that as a classic. Let's do an intro similar to that with a catchy song and everything and a hot girl dancing around and like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, what does that have anything to do with the yeah, show? Yeah, and she doesn't act like that in the show at all that's like the furthest thing from her personality you know it's uh, it's not a good show it's so not terrible good. and no one needs to talk about it anymore yeah uh, i couldn't believe how bad it was but and then um i just watched i didn't i saw an ad and totally forgot it was a thing uh that uh aquaman king of atlantis on hbo it's like a three-part all right animated thing did you guys watch that no no i didn't know it was out yet I watched the first one. It's actually super fun. Is it an adaptation of something? No, it's kind of, um, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a a brave and the bold esque. Oh, okay. Like, um, non canonical, like non serious take. I looked it up and it's produced by James Wan. It's supposed to be like after the events of, the Aquaman movie, but then it's not actually like tied into anything besides that. But that's where it picks up on Joe. Maybe like, thinking of something else then yeah. I might be, um, <laughs> but it looks like, like a cross of like Steven universe. Oh yeah. No, that's the one I'm thinking of oh, okay. yeah, it, because uh, it's like, blonde haired Aquaman, um, isn't it? What's that? Isn't it like the comic book blonde haired gold shirt Aquaman? A uh, gold shirt, but he has like blue hair with a little, like yellow stripe in it. Oh, and weird. he sounds kind of the guy that does the voice acting. I forget his name, Jerry or something from Walking Dead, but he sounds kind of like uh, Jason Momoa. Um, Interesting. Okay. But no, I watched the first episode. It's actually pretty fun. And they're like decent length. And yeah, it was good. So, oh, yeah. And, this is really kitty looking. Yeah. You're not kidding. So, yeah, but yeah, Steven, like Steven Universe. Yeah. It's, oh, um, uh, yeah, produced weird. Produced by James Wan, who's done a ton of horrifying things. Um, I mean, he also did Aquaman, so you know. Well, yeah, and I would argue it was right. horrifying for different reasons. But uh, <laughs> so. Cooper Andrews as Aquaman, Jillian Jacobs as Mira, uh, Thomas <laughs> Thomas Lennon from Reno Nine One One as Volko, um, Dana Snyder, 
oh that this is weird dana snyder voices ocean master if you don't know who dana snyder is he is master shake from aqua Tina, yeah. of course yeah i was trying um, to post i was trying to put the link to it in our chat and facebook is like nope no way we know what you're up to and they keep shutting it down. I don't know why. I'm just surprised oh. that they have, uh, that they put that show out and they really didn't, I didn't feel like there was a lot of advertising for it. I'm like, why are they making shows like this? But then not putting much behind it until you uh, just mentioned it. I did not know this was the thing. I knew I it was a thing, but I didn't know it was out already. Yeah. Oh, but yes. Uh, okay. He looked, he looks, uh, the the hair being blue it, it throws me off, but he does to me kind of read more like the traditional gold shirt Aquaman because of the um just like the way the design of him sure um but uh he he kind of looks like a an even goofier version of the uh, Batman Brave and the Bold Aquaman I think I totally agree with you though Ethan it seems like HBO Max wants to be like the hippest coolest secret streaming service out there like do you- yeah, bro, we didn't even tell you about DMZ. Yeah, shh, don't tell anybody. It's out there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like they wanted to be like a cool, like a speakeasy or something that, you know, like it's not illegal to sell alcohol. Why do we have to go to a speakeasy? I don't get it, you know, it, but it's hip and it's cool. And the kids, you know, they're the only ones in the know. I don't understand. Why don't we know the uh, Aquaman thing is here? Why was there no advertising for DMZ? It makes no sense. <laughs> Did you guys actually watch DMZ? Because I haven't seen it. I just I watched the first one. That loves this comic was really upset. I watched the first one. It has yeah. Okay, so little background: the guy that wrote it, uh, Brian Wood, went through some stuff, and he has since admitted he has a problem or whatever, and he's trying to get better. And a lot of people are like, "I'm done with that guy. I get it." So bad guy. That separate. The book DMZ was one of my favorite Vertigo titles. It was excellent, start to finish. Wonderful, wonderful story, and. I don't know why, but they gutted it. They literally gutted the story for this HBO Max series and not for any reason that I can make sense of either. You know, they, it's like they just we're going to do it different. I don't know why. I watched one episode and went, don't need it. And I'm not saying that I need my shows to be a slavish adaptation or anything, but I should be able to recognize it. Right. And, yeah. and it's like, I, I just don't understand why they made the choices they made. It, it doesn't make sense to me. And, and if you want to say, well, it's because they want it to be, you know, more female driven. That's great. There are female characters in that book that are very important, you know, that work with the main character as well. So I don't get it. But why the last man was a perfect example of doing it very well. She got canceled, which is a damn shame because it was so good. Yeah, that sucks. But they did a great job on it and they weren't slavishly devoted to why last man either they made it work made it flow it was wonderful and canceled dmz is not good i I, it just i don't know it might it might be all right but it's not the story that i showed up for so i don't care i'm out and it's too well good news is only three episodes or however many episodes (laughs) yeah so um yeah your your time commitment is already You've already done it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, that's all I got. I, 
I brought it up on the show before, but I did buy all the six gun like giant hard covers and they're like literally an eighth of an inch too big for my fucking shelves. And <laughs> that's like, a whole that's a whole nother kind of heartache. You just got those, it, so you lay yeah. those down and they become a bookend, you know? That's all there you go. I mean, but I it's like it, it's like you bought you bought those Hellboy library part. editions and they don't fit. It's like nah. See, that's why I have adjustable shelves just for that. I've got a whole omnibus section. They're all like and they're the oh. same size. So I have them laid down, but you can't tell what the fucking book it is. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Ethan, it's good to talk to you. I love your Thanks, nerd. Ethan. Those are some serious nerd problems you're having, brother. You have a good one. <laughs> yeah. Jimbo, before, get in here and close before, us out. Oh. Before we touch, uh, before we close things out with Jimbo, it's time to check in with the Morbius sweep. <laughs> uh, 2009. Our inauguration of Barack Obama, Capitol Mall, filled with people. 2017, the inauguration of Donald Trump, hmm, less people. Morbius premiere. There are so many people in this picture that I can't tell where they are. So I think that's pretty funny. That was hilarious. Uh, Jimbo, how are you today? Uh, Morbius, is, Morbius is currently, it's a bit more of a visual gag. I apologize. Tune in next week um, for Joe Reed's tweets. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, Morbius is currently sitting at 203% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> okay, that's well. funnier. That's funnier. See? Okay, that's great. <laughs> okay, Jimbo, how are you today, sir? Uh, great. Uh, so let's get an update on that hack of toy animation. Yeah. So it was a, it's come out as a malware attack. Like, yeah. Obviously, don't click the link. I read so, a little uh, bit about this because there was like all these conspiracy theories of like maybe it's so and so who's mad about this and whatever. Like, no, right. it was just no. like bots. <laughs> so they don't, so they don't know if they get the data that's been locked out back. Um, so that Dragon Ball movie's on hold indefinitely. And there's a One Piece movie due out this year. And One Piece movies are ginormous. Right. Over in Japan. That is like a lot of, so it's not, not great. Not great. Hmm. Um, ma- uh, manga and graphic novel sales are up uh, from 2020 to 2021. I don't know the, the article I was reading didn't give me a breakdown of both, but we went from 19 million to 30 million between those two years. I think some of that is tied to like Berserk author dying and then, um, you know, uh, Sweet Tooth, you know, shows like that, you know, those uh, graphic novels do pick up in sales, which is pretty interesting. Um, JJK movie is the fourth highest grossing anime movie in the US now. That surpassed the last Dragon Ball movie. Wow. Um, But it's not going to touch number one. Number one's Pokemon. So, really? So, so like, where's Princess Mononoke and stuff like that? And well, is that even in the- not, see, that's the thing is, I don't think it's cl- it's quick because it's only doing theatrical runs. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that so it's not sense. doing like overall sales. Demon Slayer is two, but one and three are both Pokemon movies, and they're pretty high. Okay, like so, it's like eighty-five million for the number one, and then it's forty-nine, uh, forty-five. The JJK is like at thirty-nine, so it might hit the second Pokemon movie. I don't think I don't think it'll hit the Demon Slayer uh, mark. And then before, uh, some time ago, we had asked about the Attack on Titan getting a final movie adaptation. Right. So the last episode, last episode of the final season, part two, was last week. And it left with nine chapters left. But then they announced, oh, part three of the final season will be out next year. Okay. All right. So no, no movie unless they, so there's nine chapters left for adaptation. Attack on Titan chapters are way longer than normal chapters. Yeah, they're crazy long. Yeah, and and the last one is super long. So I guess you can do like the last two as a movie, but I don't think they just do like six episodes 
um, and then do a movie. I just don't see the Why not? You don't think they don't want to make money? What? That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> the, 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 the studio that's doing them has not done movies in the past. So oh, okay. But, okay. But I guess they could. Yeah. Why? I mean, um, come on. It's a pretty cinematic show. Just do the same thing yeah. as one long episode and put it on the movie screen. No one's going to complain. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, it'll be. I don't know. I'm pretty mad about it. Shut up, Joe. What do you know? Yeah, what do you know? <laughs> Literally nothing, which is why I haven't said a word until now. Do you know anything about Tiger and Bunny? Yes. Why? Because all of a sudden Netflix was like, Matt, you need to watch Tiger and Bunny. And I was like, I don't know. That sounds like a kid's show. And then there was like people in kick-ass armor doing pretty kick-ass stuff. And I was like, this is kind of tickling like my old school, like G-Force and Voltron it is, buttons. It is very, yeah, it's a, it's old. Yeah, it's, apparently. So season two just old. dropped. Right. And, and it's, and they're like, and I'm like season two, I never even heard of season one. Season one was like seven years ago or something. Yeah. Well, that, well, that, that manga is really old too. Okay. So I don't, I didn't, I got, oh, I can't believe Netflix. Netflix is buying up all those crazy old, like stuff that's in limbo. Like, yeah. I was like, here's some money just to put it on our service. Yeah. So, so do I need to watch it? Should I give it a watch? Is it fun? Uh, yeah, it's fun. Uh, there's better things to watch. Okay. Uh, but then I'll just, suggest something for us suggest something to watch right now like of the netflix because we all have netflix like what the netflix anime which seems to be separate from the whole rest of the world of anime for some reason god there's not like the one thing that i enjoy is like the jojo's part nine but i mean jojo's part six can't that, handle again, it. that's a jojo yeah i can't handle six. it can't <laughs> it's get, too I, weird i can't do it <laughs> I, I don't watch a lot of anime on netflix because they, they ruin they most of the stuff they buy is old and not good and then the stuff they make is terrible yeah a lot of it is um it's, it, it's unfortunate have you watched katashiro lives alone no, kind of love it. It's about a little kid that lives alone in an, in an apartment complex. Oh <laughs> like it's exactly what you think. It's crazy. <laughs> and, and and just the final thing, I'm really proud of you guys. This is the second Marvel show in a row. You guys aren't talking about like Doctor Doom, Mister Doctor Doom, or like Fantastic Four, and like any super crossovers. Okay, so I'm pretty proud of you guys. You I guys do think Moon Knight is going <laughs> out of its way to not fall prey to that. I think they're, I they're not setting up like, oh, is that a mystery that alludes to this? Or does that mean this character? Well, and coming? again, to be fair, there was only the mystery in the one show. And we yes. concocted most of it in our own nerd brains. Well, the world. It wasn't just, it's not like we got on, you know, the no, internet. No, not us and, specifically, yeah. Matt. We as a collective. But that's, yes. but the Joe, royal that's what they want. That's what they want. No, it they is what they want. They want you to they talk want. about stuff to make it better than it actually is. Sure. I use yes. Star Wars. Boop, boop. Certainly, yes. <laughs> Certainly, that is true. But like, I, I think uh, after WandaVision, when we got into like Falcon and Winter, I guess Loki probably no could've. Loki. Loki was pretty big. Loki, big but time. like Falcon and Winter yeah. Soldier, like there's nothing. Everything about that movie is is right there, you know. Other than like what's going to happen with the U.S. agent, you know, that's just fun speculation. Well, but there was but also nobody, nobody's out there going like, I think, I think Julia Louis-Dreyfus is Mephisto. No, no but everybody was going, I think Julia Louis-Dreyfus is assembling the Thunderbolts. Everybody was saying yeah. that. Yeah. Evil like, Avengers, Dark Avengers, seems like. whatever you guys same, Because that's what's happening. Right. But I like same stuff. It's just like different theory, you know? Right. And, and, but, and then Hawkeye was like pretty self-contained and it was more about like whether or not Kingpin, uh, it was in the prop or it was the same Kingpin, blah, blah, blah. But I, I like Moon Knight right now is like, has no connection at all to the larger MCU. So. Yeah, it's been uh, good. I, I've enjoyed it. Which I mean, it will, I guarantee you yeah. that at some point we're going to get a reference to something, but 
I do think it's um, smart though. Give everybody a break and also rope in some new people who are like, might be like, well, I'm not connected to everything else. I don't know, but I do like Oscar Isaac. So I'll give it a try or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's very self-contained so far. I do think we'll get a nod to some type of nod to blade before this is all over. I don't know if he actually shows up, but I think we'll get some type of nod to that character before this is over. Yeah. See, I see. I don't, I don't think you're going to get a big crossover like that. Okay. You say a nod. Maybe, yeah. But like just a nod. Oscar Isaac's only signed for this one season. Yes. I don't see him being tied down to something like this. I think he's going to have fun. I think he's having fun. I think he's very good. Yeah. I'm, I've enjoyed it, but I, I don't think you're going to get a wider canonical thing. I don't think you're going to see Moon Knight again. That's what I'm going to get. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. He definitely had a very good time doing this. So, no, him, like Ethan Hawke, I, I'm very, I'm very enjoying that character. But apparently, he's like from one comic. Like he's not a very popular. Uh, so yeah, the character, the character Ethan Hawke is playing is uh named after a character that has literally like one appearance in comics. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I read. I like, um and so the character that we're seeing is sort of an amalgamation of a lot of different things. Ah. It's not any like it's not a one for one like translation of any particular character. No, that makes no he's like he's good at that opening scene with him is he's great. That first episode was wow, I was like oh, okay. I think they're using yeah. him as a vehicle to sort of funnel a lot of the Egyptian themes into one. <laughs> so we can yeah. just like spoil it down a little bit. Because like Hawkman, there's a lot of mess there in the background. So yeah. I mean, okay. I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna start a bunch of rumors about like Egyptian mythological creatures instead of Mephisto. Like I think maybe Ethan Hawke is secretly um, the mummy that you know <laughs> right. the Egyptian snake god. He's you know. the Scorpion King. The Scorpion King's gonna show up before this is all over. I promise. Oh you. God, he's the Scorpion. <laughs> Jimbo, good to talk right. to you, man. Later, guys. All right. We are going to get out of here. Let's just check in with the chat real quick and see what we got going. John Luttrell brought up, he brought up one and I think it counts. It was floppy size, but there was a gigantic fold out in it. It was a, it was actually a box full of uh, different comics of various shapes and sizes. Yeah. Building stories from Chris Ware. It had like 18 pieces in it. Yeah. Uh, and you like, it's, it's literally what it says. It's like, you are building the story. Right. Like it, it was an experimental, uh, uh, form, uh, experimenting with format by Chris Ware of Acme novelty library. Freaky um, genius. Chris Ware. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, oh. Nebraska native or yes. Nebraska born at least. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's a great answer because yeah, it came in a giant hardcover weird box, but inside is 18 smaller, like floppy comics that are magazine sized and treasury sized and yeah, uh, ash can cool. sized and like chick track sized it's a fascinating thing harvey locust wasn't able to call in but he said his answer was cowboy ninja viking and that Great one. book was so much fun i totally forgot about that book and it was a little oversized the uh art who was the artist on that was it it was um uh, why can't I say his name? Riley Rosmo. Thank you. Riley Rosmo. Yeah. Who most recently like did some Constantine stuff at DC incredible book. And it was a little weird shaped. So I admit I read it digitally and then buy it because <laughs> I'm like, that's not going to fit in my boxes. And that stuff pisses me off for some reason. I don't know why <laughs> that's a good answer though. I like that one. All right. We're yeah. going we're going to give our oh, no, answers. We, oh, sorry. We had one other thing. Oh no. I think maybe you, I think you hit, you yeah. hit both. Um, I want to give one last check of the Morbius sweep. Okay. Time out. To- Let's. 
I want you to stop before you read this one and go, is this going to be funny? Or no, this one's guy? a good one. Okay. This one's a good one. <laughs> right. um, Martin, Martin Scorsese has chimed in about the success of Morbius. Uh, you might remember that Scorsese had a lot of like um, not nice things to say about superhero movies. Specifically Marvel movies. Yeah, well, comic book movies, but yeah, because Marvel is the juggernaut. Uh, quote, I was aghast to find out it was based on the comic book. This is the truest height of cinema, and even I cannot top it. A wise man admits when he is wrong, and I was wrong. I apologize to all comic book movies, end quote. Definitely Martin Scorsese. And finally, he quoted himself as definitely Martin Scorsese. No, that's that's just me saying that's definitely a quote oh, oh, from okay. the right. Martin Scorsese. And then finally, the the one sign that you have definitely made it uh, a piece of high art in cinema is that the guy on Twitter that photoshops Paddington into different movies has uh, inserted Paddington uh, into Morbius. Uh, that scene in the trailer where he walks by the poster of Spider-Man is now Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. One of you jerks is going to see Morbius and I got to hear about it. Come on. Uh, you know what? I am stealing Come this on. shit from the internet. I don't care if it's a cam version. <laughs> yeah, don't I'm, pay for I got to see it. Don't pay for this. I got to uh, see what I, they do. I just, I, yeah, no. So we, I, I was telling Joe before we started, I had a friend that went and he was like, it's not as bad as everyone says it is. I'm like, really? You thought it was good? He was like, no, it's not good. <laughs> like, he, he went on to basically give a review that was sort of like saying it didn't give me cancer, you know? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. Is that, I mean, movies shouldn't give you cancer as far as I know. <laughs> All right. It's voicemail time in the cigarette. We skipped a week, so we're playing catch up. So we got a few here. Let's see what we got. Afternoon, fellas. Joe Reynolds reporting in. Longtime listener, first time MP3er. I wanted to call for two reasons. I want to say thanks for the shout out the other week. I've been trying to get onto the two headed nerd train for a few months now, but was having a little trouble actually activating my old Patreon account. They finally sorted it out, and then I immediately hear Matt say that I donated $10,000 to the show. <laughs> I checked my account, that? and damn, sure enough, my balance was a negative 9940 bucks. But hey, what's done is done, and I hope the money goes a long way. It's 100% worth all the years of listening I've been doing. We already spent And it. two, the question of the week. But to be honest, I kind of lose track of what week we're on. And now that I've been going back and listening to the past Patreon extras, I feel like I'm in some kind of time warp where you two still have high hopes for the Eternals in the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> so the question I had all queued up was best comic book movie adaptation. So I'm going to say Road to Perdition. It was the first thing that popped into my head when I heard the question. And even after a few days of thinking about it, it still stands. And while I don't think it's the best movie Sorry, the best comic book movie out there. I think it's the movie that has done the most service to the book, if that makes sense. Apparently, there's a new question of the week about floppy size. I'll let the more experienced callers handle that one. And to be honest, I haven't quite been able to figure out the Zoom link yet. So again, that's why I'm calling in. I'm not on Facebook, so I'm not sure if there's a link listed anywhere. And to be super honest, I actually haven't even looked for a link, so that might be the issue as well. Fair enough. Anyway, thanks for the show, guys. Kettner turned me on to you as way back in the day, and it's the only podcast <laughs> I listen to anymore. I tried to listen to a few others, but they all end up sucking for one reason or another. Keep doing what you're doing. Later. Will do. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Welcome aboard, Joe, and thank you. Yeah. $10,000. We already spent it on back issues 
I believe. We did. Yeah, it was a Captain Care and the Zoo Crew run that Joe has been looking at for a while. Yeah, coveted, highly, highly sought after. You may have overpaid for it, but you know. I don't think so, man. And I don't want to pull you guys into it. So not all of us are happy about it. Uh, Road to Perdition. Excellent film. I actually. It is an excellent film. Revisited it. Late last year, I guess. I don't remember. I don't even know why it was streaming on something. I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen that forever. Loved that movie. And yes. You know, I haven't seen it since theaters. Um, I, I, I'm due for a, a revisit. Oh, so good. Um, whose voice? Oh, whose voice did that remind you of? The whole time I was sitting there, I'm like, this sounds like a stand-up comedian that I know and love and I could not. Oh, John Hodgman. John Hodgman. That's who I was thinking of. Yes. <laughs> he sounds like John Hodgman was calling us. I love it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next up. Hey, Joe and Matt. This is Scott from Cogapalls calling in for the question of the week. I know. I've been really lazy. I've had several answers for several of your questions, and I just I haven't been able to uh, pull that trigger. I haven't been able to get off my lazy butt and uh, call in and answer these questions, but I have a really cool answer. Well, actually, two really cool answers for this week. This week's question. So I made it a point to to uh, make a message and call it in. Um, the question, if I understand correctly, is what comic book does not fit into a, uh, a protective bag or into a long box? Um, I have two answers for that. First off, way back when I first started collecting comics, way back in the 70s, um, some card company decided that they wanted to put out like a six-page comic uh, that was the size of one of their cards. And it came equipped with that like uh, uh, powdered sugar covered uh, stick of like uh, petrified gum. Oh, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, um, they're small and they were easily lost. I had lost them years ago. But that is kind of like my, my secondary answer. My first, the coolest thing I've ever had in my collection, uh, way back, I'd say maybe a decade ago, a decade and a half ago, uh, uh, Alan Moore um, financed his own comic book. It was called Big Numbers. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of ever heard, heard of this. It. Um, it was illustrated by uh, Bill Sikevich, and his art was looking the best in this, and it was oversized. It was an oversized issue. I had two of these issues. They were both... Uh, one, I know it never finished because Ellen Moore ran out of the money for it, but at the same time, it was super cool. It had The art was super good. The story was super good. Um, I absolutely loved it. I wish that it had continued. But that, that's my answer. Uh, it was uh, the uh, baseball card-sized six-page comics that they put out in the 70s. And sometime like in the early 2000s or uh, uh, maybe in, in the 90s, Alan Moore put out a comic called Big Numbers. It was super cool. All right. So I have been listening to your show, and I have enjoyed your show immensely. And I think... Oh, that's it. All right. Well, I'm going to get going and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. I love there's like something starts beeping like you're done. Scott, you're done. Shut up. You're done. It's the, yeah, it's the, the, it's the orchestra playing him off at the Academy. That was very sweet. Okay. So big numbers. I totally blanked on this and now I looked it up and I'm remembering it. It was a planned 500 page graphic novel. It was supposed to be serialized one chapter at a time over 12 issues. It was printed on high, super high quality paper, crazy format. 
Guess how many issues came out of 12? Two. Two issues of 12. Oh, wow. <laughs> it made it two damn issues. I totally remember this because I remember I picked up the first one <laughs> somewhere and I was like, why don't I know about this? I want to say like it came in in a collection or something. I'm like, Probably. this is Alan Moore. Why don't that's, I know this? That's how I acquired most things. Yeah. And then I like went on the hunt and like never found anything else. And now looking at it, it's like, well, yeah, there's only two issues that came out. And the second one was even more limited than the first one. So good luck yeah. finding that shit. But good answer, Scott. That's great a great answer. obscure weirdo answer. I oh, love it. I love it. All right. Let's go to the voicemail. Nerds, this is Black Scorpion number three. How's it going? I hope you're all recovering from uh, your Morbius sweep week uh, festivities. Uh, I'm sure it was a, a wonderful time to be had by all. I've had my shirt uh, off answer the all question week. of the week is a comic that I never hear anyone talking about. And that's the Wednesday comics released by comics in uh, 2008, 2010, 2009, somewhere in there. Uh, it was cool. They basically released comics to be in a newspaper format. It's like a, a fold-over comic uh, on newsprint, and uh, it had like Busick wrote for it, uh, Walt Simonson wrote for it, uh, Joe Cooper, uh, uh, Kyle Baker. It was like a, a laundry list of people doing uh, stories from anything from Sergeant Rock to The Flash, Supergirl, and it was just a lot of fun. And uh, the format itself, the medium was the the message here. It, 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 the, the format itself led to uh, a different kind of storytelling and a different experience in reading comics where it didn't feel like a typical comic book and uh, it was a joy to just pick that up at my comic shop every week. Uh, so that's my answer for the question of the week. Be well, everybody. Uh, More love for Wednesday comics. I love it. We loved it too. Wednesday, com Wednesday comics uh, was such a wonderful experiment. Yeah. Like I, I really liked it. Like I, look as a, as a comic shop, employee at the time like it was impossible it was impossible to store it was impossible yeah. to order because it came out weekly uh and so it was kind of a headache but uh from a uh, an artistic standpoint like it, what an achievement it's it was actually the brainchild of um dc uh, a designer at dc named mark chiarello um and if that name sounds familiar it's because his name has been on a ton of books yeah um just a, a, from like a design standpoint you know like designing uh you know uh trade trade uh dress and uh low like i think he's responsible for some of the uh dc comics logos over the years like yeah he's a badass designer and he uh, he championed our uh Wednesday comics and it was awesome. It, it was, was so, so cool. great. It really was. Cool. Um, but it wasn't yeah. possible. You're right. It was, it was I, I, you know what you could, if you, if you managed to fold it, but it was like a, it was like an old school roadmap, right? Yeah. Like yeah. if you managed to fold it back up correctly, yeah, you it could was, get it into a silver age bag and board. It was but, too beautiful to live in your collection. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, you know, it's just too beautiful. But hey, to it, like it lives on in our memories as this like wild uh, wild, uh, wild experiment. I love it. Yeah. All right. Brian Domingos called us. Hey, it's Brian Domingos. Um, wanted to call in and talk about how I was looking forward to the Mark Russell, um, Mike Allred Superman miniseries. Um, that kind of explores the space age and, um, all those kind of not really in that weird continuity of maybe where 
Superman authority is, I don't know, in that weird kind of time period. But um, Russell's the right guy for that. Allred's the right guy. Um, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and a related answer to the question of the week, um, there was a book that Steve Siegel and Mike Allred did through Vertigo, um, sort of a one-shot uh, back in the uh, early 2000s called Vertical. Mm-hmm. It is half the width of a normal uh, floppy comic, 64 pages stapled at the top. And so when you read it, it's sort of a um, a linear, physically linear, going down. So as you flip the pages up, the characters are falling, um, I think, from a giant skyscraper or something like that. But it's really this interesting uh, story that you kind of expect from Steve Siegel. And uh, it's Mike Allred and Philip Bond on inks. And it's beautiful. And it's sort of one of those lost in time, never collected, um, hope you've seen it kind of books. Um, all right. Talk to you guys later. Yeah. Vertical was so, it was really cool, but it's another one of those things where I, I think as collectors that a lot of us just like looked at it and we're like, God, that is amazing. I can't believe they're pushing the envelope like this. That's so creative. Get that the fuck away from my collection. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, at least, at least with vertical, it fit in a bag and board. Yeah, right? It was like, you could board. put it in a box. It, it was just like a third of the width. It yeah. was still the same height. And, uh, so at least you had that going for you. But uh, again, though, as a comic clerk, it's like, I, this is taking up normally you don't have enough real estate, right? This wasn't taking up enough real estate yeah. because it's like, I have this weird amount of space left over and I can't put anything yeah. there. It's going to be destroyed. Even if you put it in a bag and board and throw it in your collection, it's going to get destroyed. It's going to flip around. Yeah, it's it's going to slide around. <laughs> it's like, it's true. Yeah. Uh, but, cool I, but again, I mean, it's like, these are things that. Look, as collectors, you, you either set that aside and appreciate it for the art form. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's, yeah. like, it's not about collecting. It's just that it's hard to shake that mentality, especially if you were a collector that also worked in a comic shop. Oh, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, a vertical was great. And uh, yeah, they did it one time and no one ever talked about it ever again. No. Until today. You can pick it up right now. Buy it now on eBay. Eight ninety nine or best offer, <laughs> which uh, I bet best offer is lower than that. That's eight ninety nine. That's I mean that's eight ninety nine or best offer, Joe. No, I understand, but cover <laughs> price. I think it was only the same cost as a normal comic. So yeah, no, but I'm just saying these, these are crazy people that are like yeah, I, I like I get it, but final it, call eight eight ninety nine is not really like shooting for the <laughs> no, that, shooting just shooting for the scoreboard. That's the other here. half of what I'm saying, like if eight ninety nine yeah. is the height of the lunacy <laughs> that they think they can get for it, <laughs> I wonder what it's actually selling for. I would guess a couple bucks tops. Oh, it's true. Time. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, my, I wouldn't say it's my favorite oversized. What's it in my collection that I didn't know how to store, but is definitely the funnest. And has led to one of my crowning achievements of my collection, which is DC's Wednesday Comics. There you go. When those things came out, I thought Bingo. Wednesday's Trifecta. Comics was really cool and fun. And it quickly became apparent that I didn't know how to store them or what to do with them. And then, uh, then I saw that they were coming out with that large, oversized hardcover. And I was like, well, I'm taking all these back to the shop then, and I'm going to get that hardcover. Uh, which I did. Um, Great story. <laughs> and then I proceeded to take that hardcover with me to comic book conventions, that huge Ooh. damn thing. And it would be sticking way out of my bag as I walked around. 
my saddlebag, my six demon bag. And um, six demon bag. <laughs> I actually got, I want to say, upwards to 28, 30 some signatures. And what I would do is I would have the creator sign on the very first page of their like series of strip. And the only person that wouldn't do that and insisted on signing on the inside, like front leaf was Dan DeDio. That fucking guy. And, uh, How did I know? Like, I, I was going to make a joke about him. Of course. Of course. Letterers. Like, I, it's ridiculous. The people I got to sign that thing. Uh, and now, and now I love having that in my collection. Uh, but again, it is not my favorite oversized thing, but it's definitely the funnest. Um, my favorite would be uh, my Marvel Treasury uh, Conan the Barbarian big super cool newsprint. Oh, for sure. Super comic. Naturally. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Love you, toots. Uh, that's when, great. Wednesday great Comics Trifecta. Yeah. I, yeah. I, again, Wednesday Comics. How fun. How fun. And again, and you know what? Dan DiDio you can re- like, being a jerk. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. We don't know why he didn't do it. Like, maybe he's like, maybe he like, this is my favorite line of dialogue he wrote. You know, it's like the guy doesn't get that many writing gigs, whatever. But it it, it is kind of funny to think that like of all of them, Dan DiDio's yeah. the, like the diva, right? Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I would be surprised if you could not find Wednesday comics digitally somehow. I don't. Well, the collected uh, version I'm, is still out there. They've got like a big collected version. That, well, yeah, but it's a big, crazy hardcover. But yeah. like, I, I like to think that maybe they would have. Uh, made those av- uh, available digitally. So um, check it out if you can. It's so great. It's it's really really great. Yeah, that was great stuff. So let's get to our answer. What do let's you do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I had a hard time with this question because I gave up collecting many years ago. So like it wasn't an issue for me anymore. And most of the time I read digitally. So I don't even know what, like I had no idea that black label comics were oversized until I actually saw a picture of a comic book rack with black, with a bunch of comic books on it. And then a black label one next to it. Like, Oh God, they're big. Um, So like, I'm just oblivious to that kind of stuff. But then I had this memory, this memory dawned on me from when I was a a really young kid and um, my grandparents had, um, my grandpa worked for the Union Pacific Railroad. He was a pipe fitter. And oh, um, I thought you were going to say he was a he was a steel driving man. No, he wasn't a steel <laughs> driving man. He was a he was a pipe fitter and he can tell you about the history of the uh indoor toilet. Well, that's certainly uh, not he, as cool as John Henry. So he was care. a big uh, big just... Sir Thomas Crapper fan. Keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, uh so we were visiting or we were on like a road trip or whatever and, and driving around down and uh, they, they got transferred to Arkansas. That was the part of the story I was trying to get to. Um, so he got transferred to Arkansas to uh, Little Rock and we were visiting and driving around, you know, doing touristy shit with my grandparents in Arkansas. And I found this, uh, we were at some kind of like weird country bumpkin side of the road like uh, curio shop and found this book called the amazing world of Superman. And it's this gigantic, it was not, it wasn't magazine sized. I don't even think it was treasury sized. It was more like an Atlas. It was gigantic. Huh? Uh, Like huge, like bigger than treasury. Yeah. I think like literally, I think it was like an Atlas, like Atlas size, like, like a book full of maps. Wow. Um, and this thing was a commemorative 
uh, a commemorative book or comic because it wasn't hardcover. It was, it was, you know, staple bound. It was floppy. It was just big. Um, it was a commemorative edition celebrating uh, Metropolis, Illinois, naming itself the hometown of Superman. Oh, like, okay. like Metropolis, Illinois is like embracing. The, right. Like, suddenly they were like, yeah, we're, we're all about Superman here now because that wasn't always the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I found it online, uh, on, uh, online, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge is the only way you're ever going to be able to find it. Sure. Um, I, I don't think you're going to upset anybody. Oh my God. Uh, like I wanted to see, <laughs> I, like I wanted to, I wanted to see if I was remembering it correctly. Right. And I am, it's this huge anthology and some of it it's black and white. It's all black and white. And some of it is, it's a lot of reprints of like stuff from the golden age up until like current at the time. Uh, so and but it also is like here's a map of krypton here is the oh, route fun. all of here is a here is a map uh, uh here is the route all of the rockets all of the many rockets the superman family uh took yeah. to escape the destruction of krypton so like here's where crypto's rocket went here's where super baby's uh, rocket went here's you know super argo baby. city and then oh, from argo God. city supergirl's rocket yeah um like Here's how red kryptonite was created. The kryptonite flew through a cosmic cloud and turned from red to green, and then it made its way to Earth. It's like all kinds of weird little minutia, um, like here, uh, uh, how to draw Superman. Uh, came full up with page the thing by stuff. Kurt Swan. Was, was this like DC, like official DC stuff that they like found somewhere and reprinted? Or it had to have been authorized right? because they sold it. It's yeah. it was two dollars cover price. It yeah. came out in 1972 or three. Um, it, uh, here's like a, a guide to the Superman family of characters. And it's, uh, this uh, lovely piece of art and then like a character key, like, so Beppo's on here and Lori that's, that's super fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's so wonderful. And then there's like a lengthy and I mean long, like 10 or 10 plus pages long, how a comic book gets created. And I can't wait to dive back into that because I, it, it's got to be so wild how comics were created oh, back I'm then. Sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I like, I read this thing until the pages fell out. Of course you did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like, I love it so much. It's one of my fondest comic book memories as a kid, the amazing world of Superman, my favorite big, dumb oversized book that you will never be able to fit anywhere. Okay. Mine goes to red rocket seven. This was dark yeah, horse. I, I knew it would be. It was Mike Alred. It was basically what if Ziggy Stardust really was an alien <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a clone or a robot or all of the above kind of. And it, it was just bonkers. So nuts. And it, like Alred, it, him and his wife did it together. I should say they created this whole sort of mythos behind this Bowie, you know, Ziggy Stardust character and named him Red Rocket seven and told like several different lies and truths about him. Like, from how the public saw him to what was actually going on and what he decided the public should think. And like the hints he gave everybody in the songs, there was even like a flexi that came out with music and stuff. I don't know who did the mm -hmm. music, yeah. but Oh man, they were so much fun and it's still in print. I think image has it printed now because Alred is, uh, I believe does all this stuff over there now, but you will not. It was dark horse, right? It, dark it was horse dark put horse out the floppies. Yeah. yeah. Dark horse put out the floppies. The only way you can find it now is the, there's a complete one that image puts out. It is such a great read and it's fantastic. Alred stuff. And I think Alred 
might be like the most guilty of this weird shaped comic sin that I could think of. Like he did some weird shaped <laughs> madman stuff as well back in the day. Like I think he just didn't care. He's like, let's make it big. I'll make it bigger. You know, <laughs> like he just wasn't afraid to do it. And it's perfect for his art. Such a fun. Well, yeah. Story. I mean, that's kind of like, that's in keeping with Mike Allred's yeah. kind of image as this wacky creator. experimental weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's you know? kind of the Pee Wee like, Herman of comics, you know, <laughs> or he's just yeah, like, he's the Brian Eno to have of fun, comics. You know? How about that? Yeah. Um, Brian Eno was sometimes afraid to have fun. I would argue Mark Allred right, never was. He's the, um, <laughs> Our new question of the week comes from Toots, who is just screaming at us. And it's a good one. And it's more collectible stuff that we love talking about. What comic book story do you own in multiple editions more than Ooh. any other? Got a favorite story where you own the singles collected and absolute editions. For example, I have several of these and I, want I do have one that, that immediately springs to mind. I'm going to have to boil this one down. That's a good one though. And we will do it right here on cover to cover next week. This Wednesday, the cosmic long box returns. We're going to be talking about heroes whose name is their job. The job is in the name. We're calling it. We're talking not necessarily heroes, but characters. And we're talking about characters. It's going to be mostly villains. I feel. I mean, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of heroes too. Like we talked, well, the Punisher's not necessarily a hero, but he punches people. I would argue the Silver Surfer. Right. Surfs around but, on the you surfboard know, and he's silver. Like the, he the, does, the, again, know? Silver Surfer, that's not a job and I will not allow you to pick him. His job is absolutely to go to planets to find something for Galactus to eat. How does he do that job, Joe? Matt, he surfed not through his, space on a surfboard. But that's, that's not his job. job. That's his choice. It's his, it's his, it's his, it's job his passion. It's his name. So Surfing is go. his passion, not his job. Uh-huh. Okay. It's not his passion. Then why he was not uh, time out? Why no. didn't Terax ride a surfboard? Back up. He was not a surfer on Zen Law. That was not his passion. I, like, Matt, it's a joke, obviously. <laughs> like they don't have surfing on Zen Law. It's ridiculous that he's even around. called the It's ridiculous that he's even called the Silver Surfer to begin Regardless, with. Regardless, Comet Man. He is a comet. He flies around. He God does, damn it. No, job. that yep. is not the same it's thing. It's in his name. Yes. And that's what we're talking about. The job is no. in the name. I will, I will fight you on all of these. Feel free. I'm going to pick ones that you're absolutely going to hate then. <laughs> no. Big wheel. That's something. Big wheel. He drives around in a giant big wheel. Yeah, that's, but that's not his job. That's his example. job is stealing stuff, Joe. He's a, he's a thief. No. Yeah. By your rules. All right. Well, I guess, I guess Nothing if, would count. Surfer, if big wheel counts in Silver Surfer. Yeah, exactly. Count. It's just your job is in the name. Wait, don't get creative. Don't pick the f***ing Silver Surfer. <laughs> I'm not picking the Surfer. I've already picked a couple out that I'm excited about. Oh. I'm going to talk about the wrecking crew. That's their whole thing. <laughs> they all have names that do stuff like pile driver. Yeah, pile driver. Yeah. Those are Thunderball. Yeah. And they all have those jobs. <laughs> the fourth <laughs> one. That's what they do. <laughs> What's the fourth? Oh, the, the wrecker. wrecker. The fourth one's just called the wrecker. Yeah. yeah. And he wrecks stuff. That's what he did. Yeah. He, does. he carries a crowbar. We'll talk about it next week on the Cosmic Long Box episode. We'll be back here next Saturday to play cover to cover with you again. But right now we got to get out of here. My name is Matt Baum. My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd signing off. I wonder if this is the dumbest argument we've ever had. No way. This isn't even top 50. Get out of okay. here. Okay. Right, <laughs> no Thank God. Way. <laughs>